This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Skunk Feather. Skunk Feather has been using sustainable cultivation methods, science, and innovation to create potent, flavorful flower and extracts since 2005. You know what I always think of when I hear Skunk Feather? What? You know in Looney Tunes when... Uh, like Bugs smells a pie on the windowsill mm-hmm. and then floats over to the windowsill oh, nose first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I always, when I hear Skunk Feather, I always like picture myself floating over to this delicious smelling flower nose first. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like your toes just like an inch off the ground. Yeah, yeah exactly. So nice. Right over to it. Cause it, it smells amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just like the name Skunk Feather and I immediately think of like that cartoon existence I wish I had. Uh, well, Skunk Feather products are preciously crafted to ensure maximum retention of terpenes and flavor. Okay. And their 2020 lineup of products pays homage to their home county of Santa Cruz, California, with names like Pleasure Point, Cement Ship, Boardwalk, and Banana Slug. That's fire. Especially because anybody who reps their hometown isn't proud of it. Mm-hmm. That's that's who I want to be around. As somebody from St. Louis who loves being from St. Louis, go blues. Yeah. I like people who are proud of where they're from. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Skunk Feather artfully creates some of the finest crumbles, sugars, shatters, and distilled oils in the world. Truth, truth, truth. Go to skunkfeather.com to learn more and follow them on Instagram at skunk underscore feather. Done. (laughs) Skunk Feather, providing you the most enjoyment possible. (laughs) Oozelife.com. We are so excited to tell you about Ooze. With innovative and colorful designs, Ooze is the loud, fun, in-your-face brand you've been waiting for. Oozelife.com. I love the word ooze. Ooze. It's one of my favorite words to say. Oozelife.com is a (laughs) one-stop shop for all your accessories. I almost said vape pens and Uh combined it with accessories. I'm feeling oozy. It's all oozing into each other. It's all oozing into each other. Excessive vape pens. Excessive vape pens. (laughs) Accessories like vape pens, pipes, grinders, uh, rolling trays. There's so much. The website is so easy to use. I've done some exploring. I've got about 20 things in my cart right now because, (laughs) I mean, the holidays are coming up and I have people I care about. Ooze batteries. Uh Yeah. Uh Ooze batteries have a lifetime warranty and there's free shipping on orders over 50 bucks. That's huge. Free shipping on orders over 50 bucks and their prices are so affordable so you can spend more of your green on actual green check out ooze's best-selling innovative products like the slim twist vape pen the drought dry herb vaporizer the kettle water pipe the slugger dab and dugout everything they have is so fun to say and so fun to look at they've got a grinder tray smell proof traveler series and so much more it is the one-stop shop what's the um the nature place that you buy all your stuff from to go camping uh, any what like REI or REI, EMS? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's how I feel about ooze. Oh, yeah, it's is... the REI of smoking accessories, I think so, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> I just get excited. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> ooze is always inventing and reinventing. You'll love the wild colors and fun designs. Follow them on Instagram at ooze life and head over to oozelife.com and use the code weed grub for 15% off your order. 15% off your order at oozelife.com with the code weed grub and don't forget there's free shipping on orders over $50. Ho ho ho. And turkey 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 like there's holidays. Right. Get things for your friends. Get stuff for yourself. Oh yeah. (laughs) Kit out your house. Upgrade your stash box. Something where if you have to talk to your family get yourself a nice little gift so that you can deal. Yeah. Get yourself a nice grinder. Feels so good. A little ASMR. Ooh. Feeling oozy. Hello, and 
and welcome to Weed and Grub. This one makes me want to burn my fucking house down. This fly? Yeah. That just landed on my laptop. I want to get a flamethrower because it's <laughs> it's it's like faster and more aggressive than the rest. You know, most of the other flies at this stage of the game are like fat and slow and kind of dying off. They've been in quarantine too. It feels like yeah, and like yeah. fly season is kind of maybe coming to an end. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like yeah, they're just kind of getting dopey and slow, and I keep finding them dead, like on windowsills and in my leftover cups of coffee. This one's a young buck. This is a young, fast fucker, <laughs> and he's around, and he he just comes in and out, and I want it. But then I think about did you? I was just thinking about the guy who did you hear about the guy in France who burned his he blew his house up because of a fly. What? He <laughs> this oh poor guy was incensed. Well, hold on. Okay. What? No, I don't want to say poor guy no, yet until truly, I hear this story. No, truly, poor guy blew his fucking house up because he was maddened. See, this fucking fly, like this, maddened by a fly that came, kept zooming around and zooming and zooming. And so he got a um, one of those tennis racket electric fly swatters. Oh, I've used those before, yeah. So satisfying, right? Yeah. You hit it, it zaps, the thing is dead. Your friends dare you to touch it with your finger. You yeah. do it, Put everyone laughs. Put your tongue laughs. on it, yeah. it's great. <laughs> <laughs> he had one of those, he swatted the fly, and a spark from the thing set off a leaking gas main in his kitchen, and his fucking house exploded. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so this the fly. end of that cartoon would be the fly landing on his nose. Uh, totally. While he's surrounded by the embers of his home. Yes. The, yeah. the smoldering ruins of his like beautiful little French cottage in the countryside. Oh shit! And he's like sacre bleu, <laughs> the fly. <laughs> So, uh, apologies to all French people for that. So you're thinking about burning your place down? I mean, Jesus Christ, this fly is too much. Yeah. Too much for me. It's a whippersnapper. It's a fucking fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Hate it. (laughs) Well, shit. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Good. Feeling feisty? Yeah, feeling frisky. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Oop. Sorry. Uh, I'm stepping all over you. I've, I've had a pot and half a coffee today. I'm sorry. Are you buzzing yourself? Yes, I am. I'm my own worst fly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cooking, culture, cannabis, calling shit out, and... (laughs) Flies. Flies, coffee, and combustion. Oh, man. Why have you had a pot and a half of coffee? What'd you do? Stick a steel straw in it and go to town? I'm just getting up early lately. My whole life has flipped around, and now I'm like an up early, go to bed early person right now. And so I just end up drinking a lot of coffee. And I also have this really wonderful blend, uh, which is actually an espresso blend that I'm just boiling and making into regular coffee. You're making espresso into coffee? I'm making brewed pots of coffee with an espresso blend. So I think it's got a little extra kick. It's like putting a shotgun in a Beretta. Yes. Shotgun shell in a Beretta. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep. Can That's you see how my awesome. jaws clenching and unclenching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. I keep seeing your temples flinch. Yeah. Vibrating like throbbing. gulls or gills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of coffee. And um, I don't know. I'm feeling frisky. I'm feeling good. Yeah. How are you feeling? Same, same. Good. Strong. 
good. Powerful. My booty's getting round. Whoa. Because I'm doing a bunch of squats during this apartment, 30-day apartment exercise routine I found on Thrillist. My mm-hmm. thighs are getting thick and my booty's getting round and I'm wow. really enjoying it. It's nice. It's I mean, like I need to buy new shorts, but it's because, not because I don't fit in my old ones, but it's because my fit is more fit you're getting swole yeah you're getting all swole yeah i used to when i played hockey when i stood my thighs touched because they were all huge like i bet i could crush a watermelon if in between my thighs and during my prime wow yeah okay um probably some hockey thighs that would really that was like just from yeah and if i put a cantaloupe between my butt cheeks i bet i could crush that too (laughs) what do you think you're up to now like a tomato I could do a tomato with my butt cheeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. I bet I could break a corn cob in half. With your butt cheeks? Oh no. Well I was picture <laughs> hold on. Because I was picture putting oh, it up wow. and Well, I was picture putting it up and down and then breaking that in half, but that would mean that I could cross my butt cheek muscles to break it. And then I pictured going horizontally and I was like, Well, that would never fit well, either. I'm- I just had the terrible flash of like, you know how um, I think there was like a thing where some performers will put a banana uh, into their pussy and then pop it out in slices. Oh, yes. And so I had an image of you crushing a corn cob because you like inserted it and then cut it in half with a squeeze of your butt cheeks, which is very You know what would be really funny? Crazy. I might, I might tweet this, but you know what would be really funny is if you did the cartoon thing where you put a fish down your throat and pull out the bones uh-huh. but you did that with, <laughs> with <corn>? your butt <laughs> if i put a fish up my butt and pulled out the bones like like in a cartoon you're just putting fish up your butt then right but but you don't like <laughs> oh, it because that's how strong your butt muscles are yeah yeah kind oh, of just like, like the cartoon butt muscle competition <laughs> where you can like yeah have you seen that in a cartoon i feel like i either didn't describe it right or you hate the idea and both are upsetting me uh, I mean, I'm upset by the idea that there's a cartoon of you putting things up your butt and then pulling them out. <laughs> I'm just traumatized by that. That's fair. That's super fair. But I want to know, like, there's, you know, if yeah. okay, so like at your sort of hockey, in your hockey heyday, mm-hmm. you, watermelon thighs, cantaloupe butt. Yes. And now? Yes. I want to ascertain what your level is and what you're hoping to get to with oh, the crushing. I'm with it. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think now I could... You know how you roll a lemon on the table to get the most juice out of it before you cut it? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where my butt is at. Like, I could soften your lemon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have some lemons. (laughs) Okay. That might need softening. Yeah. Cool. I think that's where I'm at with that. Okay. And then I would just move the cantaloupe from the back to the front. Oh, you could crush a cantaloupe with your thighs right now? Like a ripe cantaloupe? Yeah, like if you thunk it, you knew it was time. Yeah, like maybe an overripe one, a slightly overripe one. Does that make it easier or harder in your mind? Easier. Then yes, okay. absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So, so I can roll your melons and All right. crush you your cantaloupe. Squish my, squish, squish my lemons and crush my cantaloupe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yes, it is the week. It's the week of fucking, I mean, so Halloween this year, it's a Saturday. It's a full moon. It's the second full moon in a month, which makes it a blue moon. Very cool. It's the night the clocks go back. Oh. Oh. And we're going to be in a fucking cabin in the woods. 
Yeah, we are. So it's very good. We're either doing everything right or everything super wrong. I mean, you may never hear from us again. <laughs> yeah. This could be it. <laughs> this could be the sign off. Uh-huh. For real. Yeah. Um, a blue moon means it's the full moon twice. The full moon twice inside a calendar month. So the very first full moon of October was the first, that beautiful, big, fat, witchy orb. Oh, that's right. And that was the harvest moon. Uh, and... The Halloween blue moon is, uh, I can't remember if it's the hunter's moon. Anyway, but the blue moon is the second moon in a month, full moon, and it's on Halloween night. That's so cool. I love that it's tops and tails, too, of yeah. the month. That's really neat. Isn't that great? And yeah. it's super rare. Like, the, the blue moon on this Halloween is going to be the first full moon that will be visible on Halloween. Like, the it's the first Halloween full moon that will be visible to the entire world since World War II. Because wow. of where it is on its path. Like the full moon isn't always visible to the entire world when it's full because of how it is in its orbit. Right. So this year, the Halloween full moon will be visible no matter where you are in the world. So it's got some special significance. We should take mushrooms to be more connected with everyone in the world, including each other then. I agree with that. Let's do that. Statement and sentiment and plan. Good. <laughs> Sign, <laughs> seal, deliver. endorse this. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I was actually looking up a little bit about what the blue moon sort of portends. um, You know what what you can plan for a little bit, like if you want to attach anything to it or let go with uh, of anything with a little blue moon ritual for yourself. So uh, there's a great website called Cherry, uh, sorry, Cherokee Billy Spiritual Advisor dot com, and Cherokee Billy lists uh, a few things that the blue moon might be calling for you to do. Resetting your emotions, clearing away emotional baggage, tapping into your higher self, um, calling on all that is whatever you think holy or sacred to be with you, to, to come to you, and to let go of the past year. Wow. Yeah. So in a way, this is the new year in that many we... Ways. Like this, the the cosmic new year. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're moving into the age of Aquarius. That's another thing. Like right now, there's an end of an era. Every 200 years, the earth moves there from the four elements. There's, you know, air, water, earth, and fire. Mm-hmm. And the earth and era is ending right now. And we're moving into the next era, which is air, I think. Hang air on. era. The air era. Exciting. It's all fucking crazy. Like, there's a bunch of philosophical, cool, crazy stuff that's going on right now, astrologically and on all sorts of planes that spiritualists are paying a lot of attention to. The stars right now are in a crazy formation that they haven't been in since the fall of Rome. Really? There's just a bunch of stuff going on. A bunch it all of comes back around. Ending. Huh? Yeah. And so I think that the Halloween blue moon is another part of that. Well, fucking count me in to gulp an ounce. Yeah. No doubt. And get like get out get out under it if you can. Get near some water if you can. Put a bucket of water out under that full moon and soak up some of that energy and maybe bathe in it the next day. That kind of stuff. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. You well, know, what put, a special wash your candy in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash your corn cobs in it. I uh, I there was a a robot that was developed that's a door mm. and it rolls down the street and kids can go up to it and say trick-or-treat safely and the mail slot of the door opens and uh, a Reese's peanut butter cup comes out so that you can safely and socially take your kids trick-or-treating. That sounds incredible and you just gave me at the same time like future vibes like that would be amazing if that's the way things are done right now and also it sounds like some kind of like 
Reese's Pieces commercial from the 80s. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? Totally. Like yeah. that, like kids running down the street after the robot, like trick or treat, then it turns around. And th- I love that. What was your candy of choice when you, if you, if you had your top three uh, bag alert, like, oh, oh, check out what's in my bag? Uh, when I was trick or treating, my favorite things were candy necklaces, um, Charleston chews, and um, any chocolate like any really good chocolate because we like have a, a really Hershey's good... or a Nestle's crunch or something like that. Yeah. Or like more like the, the felt like Milky way, you know, you sure. little individually wrapped Milky ways were always my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ones that they used to be called bite size, but then marketing changed it to fun size. Yeah. Fun size. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. I can't believe candy necklaces came out there. I would never would have guessed that. Oh, I loved them. I used to like be all dolled up for weeks afterwards. I'd have like them stacked up on my neck and on my <laughs> wrists. I'd go to school with them on just wearing a bunch bunch of candy necklaces and bracelets and ring pops what a like gaudy bitch (laughs) (laughs) totally was i totally was and i would try like i would sneak them into my book bag and hide them my mom didn't want me to wear them to school but i'd like totally like pull them out on my walk to school show up wearing them yeah Yeah. the candy necklace is tricky too because if you eat it when you're not supposed to there's no way to hide that chomp the crunch Mm -hmm. it's such a i can hear a candy necklace and know it's a candy necklace absolutely so you have to suck on them like a weirdo which i totally was and then you have to like pop it out of your mouth and then it just gets your neck all sticky and it like stains the collar of your shirt blue or pink or whatever shit i'd rather have that than what i used to do which was eat my collars you know because i still bite my nails and try not to but like i was a i was a collar sucking kid or and so my the top the the front of my t-shirts would mm-hmm. be wet and holy and mm-hmm. yeah like you know i mean i don't know when i stopped with my pacifier but i just found something else yeah girls yeah, girls <laughs> and fucking tits and tongues and clits Whoa. and bums Woo! this is a spicy one <laughs> um but yeah yeah I, a candy necklace is fun i almost judged it and then i thought about it and then i was like no that's such a fun fucking candy yeah i i think so what were yours um i, I love milky way mm-hmm. i think i like milky ways more than snickers in fact mm-hmm. i i it certainly was the other way around mm-hmm. but the simplicity of a milky way these days is really what i'm after and i think it's a better candy bar it was a huge fucking bummer to me when i was a kid how many fucking candies had peanuts in them because oh, i can't course. have any peanut candy and so most of my stash would be confiscated and given away to my little friends yeah you know because there were a lot of snickers and like those, you know, Cracker Jack and all that kind of stuff. Reese's, Payday's. Payday's, Reese's, Payday's yeah. is up there for me, too, without M&M's, a doubt. I can't have any of that shit. So That's so crazy that Dread. peanuts really have the candy market cornered. Well, I really never thought of how 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 pervasive the peanut industry is in America. Yeah, and well, they're cheap. cheap peanuts, peanuts were inexpensive to manufacture, and they're delicious and nutritious. And now there's an entire generation of kids who have crazy allergies, and still no one knows why. I mean, I was kind of early with the peanut allergy. Like, I was a bit of an oddity when I was a kid with that allergy, but now it's so common. I mean, they don't even serve peanuts in a lot of schools. Yeah. And they still don't know why. Isn't that nuts? I think it's the CIA. <laughs> Crack, no peanuts, no. Yes, no. I think overpopulation is such a problem that the CIA is just slowly sliding anything it can to like to to try and get you. Hmm. I think the CIA is after all of it. Hmm. That's every allergy is. You do think the CIA is trying to kill kill children children. with peanuts? Yes. Hmm. Yep, I do. Huh. I don't see why not. I 
uh, don't know about that, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll roll with it for now. I love that there was a time when you would just be like, absolutely not. But as we've gotten to know each other more, you're like, I mean, is this one worth fighting about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, do, do I feel like pushing back against this or just moving on? I like it. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, so for me, Milky Way and Payday certainly mm-hmm. are, are up there for me. Um, I feel like Twix is too easy because everybody knows Twix is my favorite candy of all time. Mm-hmm. So if I see one, it's great. How about Kit Kat? Um, I love a Kit Kat, but also I feel like it's too much of an everyday candy for me that I don't mm-hmm. get excited when it's in my Halloween. It's okay. not special enough. I think a Butterfinger is honestly, because I don't buy them, I don't see them that much, and when I have one, I'm like, man, I love this shit. What is it, I, again, I've never had one right. it's peanutty, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So what is it like? Um, Have you have you tried peanut butter before, and like, do you know the taste of it? It, it doesn't, it's um so immediately, uh, no, I okay. don't know what it tastes like, because it this just is, hurts. This is tough to do. Yeah. This is some like... Describe a Butterfinger to someone who's never, have you ever seen the movie Mask? The oh, famous movie with Eric yeah. Stoltz, where he is with a blind girl and he is describing um, colors to her. Yes. By like handing her things yes. so she can feel them. Oh, so I would have tell, to. Tell me. Through touch. A Butterfinger through touch? <laughs> tell me. Well, or, or through. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. I would say through touch, it would be like a sweet, a sweet piece of granite mm. or flint that mm-hmm. you could break into shit this is tough how would anyone out there describe it if you could describe a butterfinger to someone who's never had one was it like is it anything like um like i imagine it to be like us have you ever had a score oh fuck i forgot all about toffee yeah oh i love toffee that might fuck man okay payday is out score is in because toffee is easily one of my favorite man i could eat toffee all day is a butterfinger toffee-esque no no very different in fact it's Hmm. not fair to either one of them caramelly no it's like it's like powdery it's like a bunch of layers of sediment pressed on top of each other so it's like flaky but it also has a good bite and stickiness to it but there's like layers to it almost like a croissant um and then it has like this overly sweet slightly peanut buttery but more Butterfingery flavor. It's very complicated. The way Bart Simpson <laughs> described it is crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery butterfinger. Um, okay. And that doesn't help. So I don't know how to do it. But if anyone out there could describe a butterfinger to someone who's never had one, please, please yes. hit us up at Wheaton Grub and let us know. I need um, Claire from Bon Appetit to make a gourmet version of butterfinger without peanut. And for me to be her taster. Oh, an almond butterfinger would be incredible. Yeah, almond, cashew, macadamia nut, anything, walnut. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. such the fucking move. Yeah. Absolutely. Any of these peanut candies. Like, I've definitely, there's a a line of cups. I think they're called Justine's Cups. I love them. They're so good because I could finally have the cup, the chocolate-covered cup with almond butter in it, although they usually are dark chocolate, and I fucking object to that. I object to that. only be milk chocolate. And I think the ratio of the Justine is off. I feel like it's not enough cream to chocolate. I feel like it's too thick and not enough filling for me. Oh, not enough filling? Yeah, I think it needs to be... I think it... uh, For me, the perfect ratio would be almost like um, a one to two chocolate to chocolate to filling. Interesting. Okay. Have you tried the sunflower butter chocolate? I did. Cups. Yes. What do you think about those? Trash. Yeah, that's what I feel. Didn't I'm like so it. disappointed because I really, I really want to like sunflower butter. Mm-mm. My biggest problem with all of these alternative alternatives to the tried and true mm-hmm. is that they're not poison. 
Like, right. I need... <laughs> the best shit kills me. Yeah. And they're not sweet enough. They're too healthy. There's no fucking refined white sugar by the pound in there. Yeah. Like, every time I try Kool-Aid, I'm like, God damn it, this is delicious. And then I try, like, the version that I'm supposed to try, and mm-hmm. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, if it doesn't... If you're going to make alternative candy, that candy needs to still taste like it's going to kill me. Do you know what the most goddamn delicious thing on earth is that I used to like fucking, what's the word? Um, What's the word when you're craving something? Hankering? No, 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 no. Like when you need need a drug that you can't get and you're like. A um, fix? (laughs) Like shaking my arm around like I'm a junkie. What's the word when you. Fiend. Something. Anyway. You're fiending for it. I was fiending. I used to like go crazy because my um, mom every once in a while as a special 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 treat would get a bottle of that magic shell stuff and she didn't like having it in the house because I would go so fucking crazy for it Mm -hmm. I can't even remember the word for how crazy I would feel and uh, and then like I moved out on my own and I was a grown up and I could buy it and I could just eat it and then I found out how bad like that and banana chips were like my two favorite things. Oh yeah, terrible for you. Banana oh, chips yeah. will kill you. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? They are so <laughs> bad for you. It is so unfortunate. They are so delicious and they're so terrible for you. And magic shell is like, like you might as well just like go and dig your own grave and throw yourself in it. It's terrible. And I was so disappointed. And since would you do the banana chip into the magic shell? No, I would just. I would go and buy a pint of Häagen-Dazs and just use half a bottle of Magic Shell on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So good. Yeah, I So get bad that. for you. Whatever. Yeah. Have you ever used Magic Shell sexually? No. Have you? I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, that could be kind of funny. I don't think it would If you would let work. it set? No, it only sets on cold. It, t- it has to hit the cold. That's what oh. it would just be like sticky goo. Otherwise. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of funny. I mean, if you like threw some ice in there, I guess if you like got, if you got into an ice bath and then got out and <laughs> covered yourself in lot. magic shell, <laughs> that was like a very specific fetish. That would actually be my custom porn. If I were going to have custom porn made, it would be, yeah, watching someone slide out of an ice bath and then get doused in magic shell and then have some, someone chip it off really slowly. In <laughs> oh, fact, I want that done to me. That's so hot. People just like, it's almost like laying with sushi on you, but people are eating off magic yeah, shell. Yeah. Like I would love to be, actually now I really think, Mike, you've unlocked something at me. I would love to get in an ice bath and then get out and be like mystiqued uh-huh. in magic shell. And then, like, just have a team work on me by, like, peeling it off very slowly and eating it and feeding me a bit for every bit that they would eat. That's so hot. It would be super hot. Damn. Yeah. Boldfinger. How about that? Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Mary Jane, that's a good custom porn video. Yeah. I don't even need any sex. It's just the, yeah, a cold body dipped in magic shell. (laughs) Also, it would be good for your skin because it's got coconut oil in it. Yeah. Yeah. This whole thing is a great idea. I'm really excited to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Especially like a costume this year. What was your costume this year? Uh, I just dipped myself in magic shell. You want to get to the news this week? Yes. Okay. Oh Grubla Gazette. The Grubla Gazette. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool news story this week. It's a very positive, positive time for uh, for some stuff. Yeah. I think probably a lot of people have already heard that uh, Jay-Z has launched a weed brand called Monogram. Fucking A. Fucking cool. So Jay-Z collaborated with a California company called Caliva, which is one of the biggest cannabis companies in California. They cultivate and process and market weed uh, edibles and topicals and pre-rolls. So they're, they're a big company. 
Um, and that you, there are many ways to feel about that, I think, in the California market. But they've done some very smart stuff. And one of the most awesome things is that they brought Jay-Z on last year, I think. Okay. As a um, sort of like a curator and collaborator to um, work with them. And they've just launched his brand monogram. Pretty cool. I, when, what you weren't saying when you were like, is that like Kaliva is a big corporation of people who have a lot of money and we don't know if that's good or bad because we don't know what they're doing with it and how they're also giving back. Like there's just not enough to be known, but I will say, um, I usually grip my teeth when I hear about a, um, a celebrity coming out with a blank, but in this Mm. case, Jay-Z is the real deal. And he's been kind of a, a part of, he's been an activist as far as I've I'm concerned and as far as I've known for a very long time. So I know that mm-hmm. having him on board for anywhere means that their heart is hopefully in the right place. And he, as far as I'm concerned, is the real fucking deal and puts his money where his mouth is. So this is a good thing. Yeah, he made a really amazing uh, short film with uh, the Drug Policy Alliance four or five years ago about the harm of the war on drugs. He did a voiceover for this animated short that we'll link to it in the show notes. It's okay. pretty incredible. It is a beautiful, animated, powerful, like, ooh. Yeah, short film. And he he gave his voice to that a few years ago. And so he's been very active in, in talking about the harm that the war on drugs has caused. And so hopefully this means that with his brand, he will, you know, continue that activism and, and just work with Kaliva, which sounds like they've got the power to do a lot of good in California, given given their size and yeah. with his brand as well. Just like that it'll be it'll be great for everyone. That it'll be beneficial for everyone in the industry and that consumers can feel good about spending their money on that. Brand. I, I agree. And uh, to, to take that a step further, what this gives me hope for, knock on wood, when we were talking to Dalen, who was the former governor? Yeah, Senator Dalen Leach. Dalen Leach, yeah, Senator. And he was saying how um, real change happens when real power players get involved to make that change, like Heineken, Apple. Like, you need the force of consumerism behind Mm -hmm. you in a way that will actually change legislation for the better and to Mm -hmm. make big gains you need big power players to want to work with you and so when i hear about somebody like jay-z working with a place like this it it gives me hope that um that things could happen for the better because they do have the power to do so right that they'll be acting to change policy and hopefully like making the playing field uh more level for uh companies in the cannabis space in California and not just working with this big cannabis brand Kaliva to make more money for this big cannabis brand Kaliva, but also hopefully opening up, I mean, with, with some changes in policy in um, Prop 64, which is what regulated adult use cannabis in California needs to be changed. And I think that everyone working in the cannabis industry in California understands that. So hopefully Monogram and Kaliva will be working from the inside to change that so that more players can come on board and we can have access to like all of the different versions of weed which are you know awesome big players who have have the money and the and the power to bring this to like 250 licensed dispensaries and also like the smaller players who might just be able to operate in a one market exactly i'm ready for the bong boom and that's trademarked i just thought of it the bong boom yeah which is where like the mom and pop (laughs) shops and the small businesses and the big businesses it's not it's not like the tech boom where it was just people trying to get acquired by the biggest place and cash out and dip but like uh, harmony. I want. I want harmony and balance where everybody can have a seat at the table, and that's my bong boom dream. Bong boom. I love that, and it makes me think that when, right before we started recording, we went for a stroll around uh, the neighborhood here, and did you see the girl who was getting out of her car? And she got out with her bong. 
No. We walked right past her. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to, because she was like, you know, eight feet away. Yeah. But she was getting out of her car, and then she went and unlocked her trunk and pulled out this huge bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and then was like going into her friend's house with it. And I was like, yo. Oh, shit. It was so great. It was so great. She looked super cute. Like she was all dressed up. Like maybe it was a date. I don't know. It was just, it made me like feel so happy. That's awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes. Yeah. Going over to someone's house, bring your bong. Damn, man, one day when we stay at hotels and we're on the penthouse and it's like a bottle of champagne on ice next to a bong on ice. Mm -hmm. Ooh, 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 ooh. And then if you love that piece, you can buy it and take it home. Just like you can buy your, you know, terry cloth robe Mm -hmm. or in some places the bed. Did you know that if you go to Four Seasons and you enjoy your stay at Four Seasons, you can actually buy the bed? Ew. No, no, not that bed that you're sleeping on. Like you can buy a (laughs) version of... (laughs) Why? No, I just found out. You can get my cum sock for... (laughs) No, I just found... I have a friend who works at uh, the Four Seasons as a massage therapist, and I just found out that um, they have a a line to getting beds, cheap beds. I love that. From Four Seasons. Wholesale hotel plug yeah that's pretty dope i would do that actually right? yeah i know all of that i've every yeah every single bed i'm like mm, yeah damn. i need a new bed <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's our news uh jay-z's company is called monogram you can check it out um at monogramcompany.com it's a really cool looking website there's also a playlist that goes along with it that's called monogram sounds from the grow room yeah it's got d'angelo on it and yep. outcast i'm sold fuck yes i don't need, I don't need much more than them you know, and they don't need our plugs, but we're plugging them anyway because that's the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What else is popping before we get to Buds of the Week? This fucking dip that you made. Thank you very much. You're welcome. From Bad Manners Food. So good. Vegan. Delicious. Uh, chickpeas. Mm-hmm. Super th- finely diced red onion. Hot sauce. Mm-hmm. A ton of lemon juice. Salt. Smashed avocado, a little bit of oil to get the whole thing lubed up, mm-hmm. dill, salt, pepper. Dill is the secret ingredient that makes it sing. Yeah. And that whatever that hot sauce is, it's crazy. Oh, I don't remember the name, but it was some organic hot sauce. I'm starting to get into hot sauces. Yeah. I think I'm going to end up being that dude. Oh, no. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm very curious. I saw something the other day called like the bomb, mm. and I was like, oh, I kind of want to... I'm, I need a new way to kill me, you know? Uh-huh. I need a new way to destroy myself right now. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm eating healthy. I'm exercising. I'm just smoking weed only at night to, like, watch a movie and chill. Mm-hmm. So I, my self-destructive tendencies are like, whoa, what can I get my hands on? You're going to have that, like, two foot by four foot area on your kitchen countertop that's just, like, weird hot sauces from around the country uh, and the No world. girls are going to come over. No it's going to be are... so fucking bad. <laughs> Either no girls are going to come over or a lot of girls are gonna come over. <laughs> oh man oh whatever i don't maybe i won't i don't want to be that person what do you mean the person who loves something and is super into it that's okay <laughs> you can love something you can love hot sauce i'm i'm really enjoying this dip so thank you for sharing super easy oh, um, delicious you want to get into buds a week and then our vib a very important bud yeah all right who's want- who's first who's second um i am happy to go first with my bud of the week because uh, he, he saved my life. No, but I did. Um, <laughs> I did see. <laughs> Why would you bury the lead all episode? We're talking about paydays and you're like, anyway, well, <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Thompson saved my life. No, I went on this fucking amazing. I've been going on some really fucking great hikes. I have to say. And I went on a, a hike yesterday 
and I saw this crazy plant and I put it on my IG story. I was like, what is this? It had these berries almost, or like they looked like chestnuts. They were like big round berries that were covered in spikes and they were bright, bright green with these huge, big leafy green um, leaves. (laughs) Anyway, I put it on my Instagram story and I was like, does anyone know what this is? It's crazy looking. And Charlie got back to me and he was like, that is the castor oil plant or the ca- also known as the castor bean plant. Also the source for ricin. I believe it's pronounced ricin. The, the crazy poison. Yeah. It's an incredible toxin that can kill you. Oh, I, I think it's been used in like assassinations and things like that. I think people like have that. put it on the tips of umbrellas and jabbed it into thighs and then killed spies with it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks for saving my life, Charlie, and letting me know not to touch the castor oil plant. It's very cool looking and very beautiful, and I might have touched it. Who knows? I might have popped one in my mouth. So I didn't, and I'm alive. Uh, and so Charlie Thompson is my butt of the week. He's at T-H-O-M-S-E-C on Insta. Super nice, super cool friend friend to the cannabis community and um and friend to me yeah my butt of the week great butt of the week my butt of the week this week is jake tuttle at j tuttle 9478 uh jake slid into our dms at weed and grub and said new listener and can't get enough your banter and discussions always remind me of my wife and i keep up the good work also have you tried king palm pre-rolls highly recommend and then oh. sent a picture of those king palms. Nice. They look awesome. A so. king palm pre-roll looks great. It's it's like a palm leaf mm-hmm. roll, which I haven't tried. Um, really? I tried one a long time ago, but what it wasn't king palm. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to say I've tried a king palm. Dope. And I, I would love to try a fucking pre-roll I love pre-roll a palm like leaf. That. Yeah, they're very, yeah. Right? They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Start mm-hmm. that tobacco leaf. So, yeah. uh, Jake, thanks. And again, it's at Jake Tuttle 9478 You're my butt of the week. Nice. And, um, Hopefully one day you'll save my life. (laughs) That's what we require. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to get on this niche podcast about weed and food, then you better be saving our lives. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's also about a bunch of other stuff. We're never sure what it's going to be about. But weed and food are the cornerstones for great conversations about everything. True that. Fuck yeah. Like the conversation that we had with our guest today. Oh man, Julian Stern, a dear friend. Yeah, our VIB, our very important bud. He has been a friend of mine since I moved. He was one of the first people I met in California. And I'm not great at staying in touch with people and... But if but but if I can, boy oh boy, I really like to, and I really like him so much. And he's just a not only is he an incredible stand-up comedian and writer, but he's also a great storyteller, and um and he has a nice body because he's a runner. Like he's just cool, and he has a new album that just dropped. So we talk about his album. The links are in the show description. And if you stick around after our interview, we're gonna play a track that we talk about in the interview to uh to end today's episode. Yep. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So without further ado, here is our chat with Julian Stern. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) What up, Julian? What is up? It's so good to see your face. I miss you. Yeah, it was so nice to like see the outside of your apartment a few days ago. Yeah, thanks for dropping off pumpkin bread and a and a, uh, a sternal journal mug. Oh yeah, the squeaky mug. You got a pumpkin bread drive by? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, I got a sourdough uh, drop off from you guys a little while ago. Oh yeah, I, I think it wasn't just a drop off. I believe you traded. I think you you gave us some sort of uh, 
marijuana weed. treat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, yeah. Good neighbors. Pumpkin bread, weed, sourdough. It's great. I love transactional friendships where I never have to see anyone, but I do get <laughs> gifts. That's my dream friendship. It's the best. Weed for food left on the stoop and a friendly nod from an upper window. Yeah. Wait, is DC where you started doing stand-up? Or do you just go back to perform? Now I go back to perform. Um, but no, I didn't I didn't first do stand-up until being in LA. I did Fuck, like dude, you started in stuff. LA and you already have an album? Jesus, you're prolific. <laughs> you know, that's I, I was actually I'm a, I am I uh, am <laughs> I, I this is a secret only because I want it to be a secret. It's not really a secret. I I have been Zoom uh, leading a like stand-up writers group for the theater that I perform at a lot in DC, and it, it feels like teaching stand-up, and I've always thought that was a hack thing to do. But the nice thing is, I tell them that it's dumb to take stand-up classes, so I feel like that's how I get around it. I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> n- n- nobody's gonna make you. All I can do is get you to write and talk talk through your bits with you. Um, but but yeah, I so I just spent the morning talking to a bunch of DC comics. Um, oh, and I was telling them. Just get a DistroKid account for 20 bucks and you can put albums on Spotify yourself. So anyone can be as prolific as I am if they put their mind to it. I don't know, dude. We went to your sold out show for the recording and it was a multimedia musical stand up slideshow extravaganza it was fantastic like i i i I don't know how comfortable you feel talking yourself up so i can do it for you but it was like a fully thought out realized um it was like a it was a live performance it wasn't just somebody standing there with a microphone with their hand on their hip yeah Yeah, no i appreciate that theatrically like it was it felt like a, a a solo show like from from the world of like theater for me which is you know I don't know exactly where like where you land in your sort of like training and tastes, but it's so satisfying when it has all of the elements to, you know, like a narrative and music and like breaking the, you know, breaking into character and song and then talking to us. And it was just uh, it was and fucking hilarious and weird and like super like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Whole foods. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> like just the the way you love to play with language is so fantastic oh yeah i play with language too too much sometimes i think i I was like oh i have five jokes about how i think words are (laughs) words are (laughs) weird and i i can't i can't stop i saw some lifeguards the other day and i was like they're they're what we're calling lifeguards the guy in shorts who knows cpr not doctor (laughs) they are the guardians of life the guardians of the what why did they get why did we randomly give them life i don't know that's i i i cannot stop looking at words and being like well that's kind of dumb so I, I i appreciate that you all appreciated it yeah well through your sternal journal you've talked about these certain rhythms that then i was too shy to google or i was too shy to text you about and ask you what these words mean so i googled them because you're working with like different types of meters to figure out when you're writing, like how to flow uh, to make your reading read like music almost. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I, I think I do that naturally. I, I forget exactly what I was talking about. I think it was, Oh, I think it was sort of trying to break down, um, some of the lyrics in WAP at one point. And I was also uh-huh. writing a children's poem. That's Oh, that was the thing. I, 
have been trying to get this uh, children's book uh, in front of someone who would publish it for a few years now. And I just keep like children's book people, agents, publishers, writers. They're the coldest motherfuckers in in the in the creative industries. And they will, mm-hmm. if you look at like, how do I, what sh- how should I get my children's book published? They're like, well, first of all, just so you know, your book probably fucking sucks. And so you should throw it in the, like they do. They're like, don't even think about fucking rhyming. Only the greatest can rhyme. And even for them, it's a terrible idea. I'm telling Google <laughs> how to, how to write a children's book. And you will find some of the meanest, least constructive things you'll ever find i love it and so anyway yeah i was trying to get my rhymes to be even more the rhythm to be even more perfect and i was talking about the tetrameter quadratic tetrameters i don't know i forget exactly what it was anyway how does this relate to wop (laughs) (laughs) you've rapped on my live show glazed you about anamorphs you've got a bunch of tracks on your album that are musical. So when you when you are writing music and lyrics for yourself, because you are a very good fucking rapper, um, are you just like jotting a bunch of it down and then you dig into syllables and that's actually the most fun part for you? Yeah, so I, like to put it in the perspective of, I can't even remember how I wrote the, the Animorphs rap was a much longer process. The, the songs that are on this album, Whole Foods Rotisserie, Chicken of Misery, which is a song about depression, <laughs> eating an entire rotisserie chicken, which listeners, I know, you know what I'm talking about. I, I really, I really hope you get a chance to listen to that because it's, I, I you know, I just, I, I wrote it for you. If you heard that and you said, Oh, I've done that before. You got to listen to this song. Um, over the sink, over the sink, over the sink, Listen. exactly. Yep. With, and like mm-hmm. the the pl- it's still in the plastic bottom, and you're and you're mm-hmm. trying to you've finished most of the chicken, and you're trying to decide whether to take some of like the globules at the bottom because like maybe it spent some time in the in the fridge, and and you and you were planning to like make it into a nice salad or something, and you're just eating a cold rotisserie chicken <laughs> over the sink. Um, that I I just find. <laughs> I have an idea <laughs> and then I find a, a beat online and that has like the right tone to it and the right length. And then I just use whatever song structure <laughs> they picked and I, I fit everything in. And so lyrically, I try to make it, I don't necessarily pick one rhythm for an entire thing. I try to keep it interesting and like sort of and like that's sort of more of like a a modern country song which modern country is very trash but making fun of it and like doing these ballady hooks with like kind of okay rapping but like clearly derivative rapping on the verse is so funny to me i love listening to trashy bro country um and so yeah i just fit it in and then eventually i'm like oh this is you know i'm gonna put this on an album i'm gonna put this in shows i better reach out to the person who made this beat and see if i can license it so tom bailey Tom Bailey backing tracks in the UK. He's the best. We email from time to time. I, I pay him in pounds. <laughs> Fucking cool. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of writing, um, you've had a pretty wild time as a journalist and a culture reporter for some pretty big publications with some pretty big celebrities. And uh, I, I, I just, I, I just, how can I tee you up best to talk about writing for Maxim and hanging out with Snoop Dogg and things like that? I mean, I think you, I think that's it. I think you did it. Um, 
I, it's funny that you say because like i know from the outside looking in it felt like oh julian's doing all this like really cool stuff i forget if i actually knew you at that point or not i think that might have been before no. um but like i was an assistant I, I i moved out here to be the west coast editor's assistant and when i took that job assistant jobs pay shit and i was like i'm gonna do this it was also, I was straight out of college and I had no other choice. I was working at a bar and this was a real job. Um, not, no, not that service industry jobs are not real. This was a job like in the vein of what I was trying to do. And I, I was like, I want to write if I'm like, are there going to be opportunities to write if I take this like terrible job that winds up being a very toxic relationship, um, that I've now processed and we're, we're through it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just so, turned crimson. Are you sure? This was a, <laughs> like a print media assistant to the West Coast editor of Maxim, which was a full-on print publication, right? I mean, yeah, they had they had a website, but they were not a gawker. Like, like they weren't. There was we were we were primarily print, and then like doing digital stuff. But from what I could tell, it their digital was not getting as much pickup. But so, like an old school editorial situation. Yeah, this was a real like this was like the last. I was it was me I was and we were in a shared office space and I sat next to a guy who worked for <laughs> this man who called himself the king of radio oh no <laughs> And, so oh, was, no. and yes. everyone and people were, were getting on the phone and yelling about you gave you promised me a thousand spins and you only gave me 500 spins and there's just like you're yelling at some like radio director in Cincinnati or wherever like like some smaller media market about like how many spins you gave like I, I don't even remember what it was like the script or something like some band that was like good eight years ago for a little while. Um, it might've actually <laughs> been the script, um, which I don't care. Like I'll talk. I'm not talking shit. I liked their one song, whatever it was anyway. <laughs> yeah. It was real magazines. It was, we had, I had to send out, I had to tab all of the sections that we booked people at book talent in. Cause that's what you call it. Talent booking and talent wrangling. If you're getting people mm-hmm. to a party, um, and so anyway, I said, I want to write. They said, okay, we'll give you occasional occasional opportunities. And the first thing I ever wrote was like comparing Fraser Crane to his char- Kelsey Grammer's character in Boss. It was like a dumb 200-word like humor piece in a, that was probably actually like two inches wide. Um, just like people, nobody read it. I don't think anybody read it. Probably 20 million people got that magazine. Nobody read it. Um, and then they just kept giving me slightly, slightly bigger and slightly bigger. And one day... Uh, my boss came out and said, Hey, they can't send someone to LA for the Snoop profile. Can you do it? And I was like, uh, Snoop dog. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was this feature called eight, four, eight that where we just handed a, a celebrity $848 cash. And then we followed them around as they spent it. And I had to get, I had to take out a thousand dollars cash out of my bank account. <laughs> I went to the Wells Fargo at like wow. Wilshire and Westwood. <laughs> it was like a thousand dollars, please. And they're like, there's only a few hundred left. You know, I know I'm going to get it back. They said they'll pay me back. And then I had to like <laughs> make, ch- I, I must've, I probably had asked for some of it in ones because I had to make the $848 that later that evening I had to hand to Snoop Dogg. Um, Snoop Lion at the time and it was insane um, it was one of the craziest <laughs> experiences I've ever had and it wasn't even that 
crazy. Like it was, so I met Snoop at a like tiny clothing store at uh, Sunset and La Brea. It was on the northwest corner of Sunset and La Brea. It was called T-Shirts Plus. <laughs> and that's where okay. he wanted to start spending money. I don't understand it to this day. And my whole job was... Also, this was by far the the most significant writing thing I had ever done in my entire life. I had like interviewed one of like the stars of Project X. Or not even the stars. One of like the cute girls from Project X. And I talked to her like for like 20 minutes on the phone and then like edited it down into a 150 word Q&A. And now I'm doing like a, an eight page feature on Snoop and hanging out with. So I just walked up to Snoop. There were publicists around his bodyguard, uh, cool Joe or Joe cool. I think it's cool Joe because it's, he's all it's Snoopy and Joe cool are the alter egos. And this is his first cousin who was also his bodyguard, who also drew the iconic doggy style album art. So he's still his bodyguard, still his driver, Joe. And Snoop didn't talk to me for quite a few minutes. And we were there for like 15 to 20 minutes was an old Asian couple who owned this T-shirts plus. And he said he'd been going there for five years, which doesn't make any sense because... (laughs) (laughs) because he's been famous for like 25 years or more i think Mm -hmm. yeah he's been famous for it was it was a shitty little clothing store in a strip mall next to like the there's like a popeyes there and i don't i couldn't get out of him i was like why do you come here and he was like they always hook me up and i was like you don't need that like what who (laughs) who told you you need to you need to get deals on i i it's a mystery to me is it like airbrush shirts or are they like printing press shirts or or is it vintage nope nope neither great great those that would make sense those would be Mm -hmm. great those are great questions but no these are just like jeans and shoes and like 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 t-shirts like nothing no designs (laughs) on them it was just like you want a blue t-shirt you can get a blue t-shirt here you want a green t-shirt we got those too white sure Great. So I have no idea. People just started and then random people just started walking up and rolling joints in public as one does when they're around Snoop. And I was like 23 or 24 and my job was to corral Snoop, get him to talk about his album and keep track of everything he spent money on because i handed him the money and then i had to be like okay what uh and he's just grabbing shit and i was like could you uh could you could you describe to me uh what would you say that uh the color of those shoes are and why why did they appeal to you uh, sir uh, i'm so sorry and then so we left there and we were supposed to go to a dispensary like a couple miles away it was on santa monica i can't remember which one we were supposed to go to but we were right by Crazy Girls, which is, I believe, still a strip club on La Brea at sunset. And Snoop was like, oh, let's just go to the... Oh, no, we were we had walked outside and at the bus stop, everyone, like, people were stopping. People were just parking their cars on sunset and getting out to talk to Snoop, which makes enough sense. Fuck, yes. And, mm-hmm. and this is where it's like... It, obviously, it's crazy being with Snoop in public at sunset in La Brea. The bus comes and a guy gets off the bus still in his jumpsuit from prison. 
He had just <laughs> gotten out of. Pr- Imagine getting out of prison, and they don't. They gave you. They gave him like slippers and his and the jumpsuit. Not like the orange jumpsuit, but like the the clothes they issue you when you're in for a long time. You don't have anything when you come out, and you get off the bus, and Snoop Dogg is right there. Unreal. I have no idea. Like. Uh, that, I can't remember that guy's name, but I know there's a picture of him like holding up his because because Joe was like, look, he's he's still got the slippers that they get like this guy just got out and they were so excited. And 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 then as we're standing there across the street, a guy goes, hey, Snoop, come to my dispensary. You want some weed? And Snoop was like, let's go there. And I was like, "Uh, but but sir, we have clearance to 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 shoot photos in this other place. And he just walked across the street and i said that to the photographer i was like we can't shoot in there and he was like snoop is walking across the street right now do you want to follow him or not and i was like "Uh, you're right that's a good idea (laughs) (laughs) snoop i'm sorry but we have rules over at maxim (laughs) so did you go to the strip club did you what happened did you how did the rest of the day unfold we didn't go to crazy girls we went to the dispensary that was right behind Mm -hmm. crazy girls which you you might Mm -hmm. know what it's called i can't remember they got in trouble i think somebody got fired but which is what i was trying to avoid when i said mm-hmm. we don't have clearance but uh <laughs> that's not what i would absolutely else. watch the reality show of julian and snoop where snoop's like man i'm hungry and julian's like well i've got some kale over here that i can saute for you i know that it's <laughs> <laughs> he's like no we're going to in and out and you're like we don't have clearance we don't have clearance <laughs> exactly yeah i was worried about clearance and so I smoked with Snoop in this dispensary. You're not supposed to smoke in the dispensary. You're not supposed to take pictures of that stuff. That's why the person got fired. And then we got in the car and Joe, it's just me and Snoop in the back seat and Joe's driving and they just start driving east on sunset, hoping to find a homeless person to give the rest of the money to. And I was like, okay, can I talk to you about your album uh, now, sir? And he was like, sure. And so we're talking, I'm realizing I have never done music journalism in my goddamn life. And I have no idea what questions I'm supposed to ask him. I'm freaking out. But I asked, so why'd you do this album now? All that kind of stuff. The publicist starts calling me and she's like, hey, can you have Joe pull over? Because I'm in the car with the photographer and we lost you guys. I was like, hey, Joe, can you pull over? And he just doesn't say anything. It's like, I'm not sure if Joe wants to pull over now. And so I hung up and then she keeps calling. She starts texting like, she's like, you need to get him to pull over. And I was like, okay, she knows Joe. She understands. She she knows what she's asking me to do, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. she's asking me to be firm. I got to be professional about this. And so I was like, listen, Joe, we lost a photographer. We need you to pull over right now. And he says, can you shut the fuck up? And he reaches into his center console and he pulls out a switchblade. And he opens it up and I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's driving with one hand, with his left hand, and over his right shoulder, he's holding me at knife point while, while driving <laughs> past like the children's hospital in Vermont. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry, man. He was like, could you shut the fuck up? And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, that's right. And then he turns the blade and he does like a trick where I don't see it, but he folds the blade in. And so he's actually only hitting my leg with the hilt of the blade, like the back of the blade, because it's folded in. But he did like some sleight of hand. So I missed that. And so I thought he was stabbing me in the thigh. And so I'm sitting next <laughs> to Snoop Dogg and he is, Joe is driving, stabs me in the th- thigh and I go. <gasps> <laughs> 
and I swear to you, I made that exact noise, and then and then Joe and Snoop start dying, dying laughing because oh, man. they know what they did, and he was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to clean up that seat when you get up," and I was like, "Huh, yeah, yeah." I <laughs> They must have been just having the best time fucking with you. They were, oh, man. yeah. And then they just threw the money at a soup kitchen, like literally made it rain at an outdoor soup kitchen downtown. Mm-hmm. And everyone, like they started to be scared because everyone was like piling onto our car and Joe just had to slowly drive out. And then they just dropped me at Broadway and 7th, I think. They just dropped me downtown. My car was at Sunset and La Brea. Uber didn't exist yet. <laughs> This is before Uber. <laughs> Pre-Uber. Yeah. Well, you, like, would you take the Metro? No, the, the publicist, I called her and I was like, can you pick, pick me up? <laughs> <laughs> damn. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Wow. But you, like, you succeeded. You got, you got enough picks. You wrote up the feature. You, like, completed your assignment. I did. You did, you did the job. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. My boss, uh, I told her that we ha- I forget exactly what she she was mad at me about something I hadn't done. And I, I, she was like, yeah, you like, you know, you have to be more. Oh, yeah, because you weren't supposed to just like give the money away. It was supposed to be how they spend the money. And they, mm-hmm. he did give the money to some people at a soup kitchen, which like looked, even though it was highly unethical, looked really cool because it's just Snoop standing outside of this cherry red car and just like money in the air and a lot of uh, people in need clawing at it it's a compelling picture i wouldn't let him do it today but at the time uh i didn't know any better and she was like you can't you have to be more firm with the talent and i was like i was held at Uh. knife point (laughs) and she was like oh i didn't i didn't realize that i was like what are you gonna do be firm with snoop like i literally tried and someone pulled a knife on me (laughs) yeah no i i years ago i remember being at a uh, an event where he came to DJ and like it was a contractual you know a DJ set it was like Snoop DJ Midnight whatever and he, he showed up and he didn't do it like he got on the stage but he stood with his back to the audience the whole time and just smoked weed and didn't DJ and someone put on like a playlist <laughs> and but he made his appearance and everyone was like, well, he's not doing. And I was like, what the fuck did you think? Like, that's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> right. You are so lucky that he is here smoking weed on your stage. And that is what you paid for. That's it. It's crazy. It is very Man. crazy. Wow. I can't believe that they sent you out to deal with that and that you fucking wrangled it as you did. That's an incredible story. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think Snoop Lion spends our cash is the, is the article. You can still find it on Maxim.com. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, you got another story um, that has to do with Pawn Stars that I think is uh, e- is equally as compelling in Bananas. Now, do you do you both know the Pawn Stars? Like, do you guys know who the Pawn Stars are? Are you fans of the Pawn Stars? I know, like, co- you know, culturally sort of have, have heard of, but maybe a little primer for any of our listeners who don't know would be good. There was a time... So I... I guess they're on Discovery Channel. It's one of those, they're on Discovery Channel or History. One of those like used to be about science and education and now it's like trashy family reality shows. And um, they were, the the Pawn Stars were apparently very popular with our, they're, they're a family. It's a father, son, 
and grandfather and then this friend chum lee who's like they're just like they they operate a vegas pawn shop and they're multiple generations of vegas and they were popular with maxim readers at the time we were like we need to send someone and i think they just started being like i mean wouldn't it be kind of funny if we made julian do this (laughs) (laughs) if you can handle snoop you can do anything yeah so i did snoop first and then I think it was Pawn Stars was my next big feature. And so it was like a night in Vegas with the Pawn Stars. And they like grew up in Vegas. Like they're from Henderson. They are, they are real. They're not people who go, they don't go to the strip and like, they're not, they're not Vegas partiers. They're like Vegas drinkers and livers and they have Vegas mm-hmm. livers. And it's, it's just, it was, they, the, the story, the piece of the story that Mike is getting at, which is the most compelling is I went to the shop at probably like 6 p.m. and they had rented some cars. They took me around to some really cool, some like really nice bars, like the stuff they'd gotten used to recently. And then they took me to the ones that they grew up going to. And those were, though, like I thought I knew dive bars. Those are some fucking dive bars. There's one of them was across from a hospital and people would walk in with, um, with their like bags from no. <laughs> yeah with like their their, their fucking IV yeah, with their bags, IV bags. <laughs> yeah. what the hell i can't no. i actually wow. i just found my notes from that trip and i i wrote i had the note about the IV bag and i cannot for the life of me remember whether it was whether i witnessed someone with an IV bag or he told me that he witnessed someone with an IV bag so that's what kind of night it became like it was I was like, I was in my early twenties. I was like, I'm going to, the idea is that I am showing them what it's like to party with the pawn stars. I'm going to party with the pawn stars. Fuck. Yeah. So is it shots and cigarettes? Is that like, is that the, cause I love dive bars and my favorite thing is to sit around a table with friends and get blackout drunk, smoking cigarettes with an ashtray in the middle that is slowly getting filled up with butts and pitchers and glasses are going down to empty. That was definitely, there was more like, it was a lot of standing around. Like I, there were, there were plenty of cigarettes smoked. There was the, I wish I could, I think it was called the double down the bar that I went to, um, which felt in my memory, it was in the middle of a field and that can't be true, but I think it was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I've been to this bar. <laughs> yeah, it, it's on some like there's you can find lists that are like these are the best off the strip bars and the double down was one of the one of the greats and their specialty was a thing called ass juice, which I have, Yeah, I've been uh, there. Yeah. So you remember <laughs> what what was your experience at the double down Mary Jane? Uh I didn't have the ass juice. I know, I know that much. What's ass juice? It's where they ring out the bar mat and they, they just. Oh um, yeah. I did yeah, have the ass juice. Basically they ring out the bar mat. Yeah. <laughs> you did that? Yeah. Man, you say yes. I love it. Yeah. That's a, much okay. more than. The other, oh. The, so you're at the fucking double down. Wow. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. So we were at the double down. We went to a couple more bars. The dad went to sleep. It was just me and Corey, AKA Big Hoss. Uh, and he's taken me to a couple more bars, went to Coyote Ugly, learned that was a real thing. I had no idea. It's a real bar. Um, the movie's based on it. And then at some point he was like, I'm going to take you to a strip club. And I said, okay, that's what we do here at Maxim. Again, a lot of my, uh, I, I would, I would make different choices now than I did almost 10 years ago. Um, but I said, hell yeah, let's go to the strip club. We're at the strip club. We're in the champagne room. That's exciting for me. I've never been in the fancy part of a strip club. And his publicist is cool as hell because she came to 
the strip club with us. She's also a very good publicist because she came to the strip club with us. And that's a smart move for a publicist. And so we're at the strip club. I'm asking him about his tattoos. And I was like, what's your, he, cause he's covered in them. He's got them like all over his arms, all over the, all over his body, except for his face. And I was like, what's, what's your next tattoo going to be? Uh, and he was like, the next one I get is going to be on my face. And I was like, get the face tattoo tonight for the story. That'll be so fucking cool. Come on, please. Will you please? Get it? I'm just like pleading with him. <laughs> and he was like, I'll get a face tattoo if you get a face tattoo. And I was like, I am not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> this story isn't about yeah. me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'll get a tattoo, but I, cause he also wanted to get a wooden nickel tattooed on his palm and which he said was going to be extremely painful, but he wanted to do it. And I was like, yeah, get, get that tattoo. I'll get, I'll get a tattoo. I don't have any, t- I didn't at the time have any tattoos. Uh, I was like, I'll, I'll get a tattoo. I'm not going to get a tattoo on my face though. And he was like, we're getting face tattoos tonight. And I was like, no, we, I don't want to get, face. please, please, <laughs> Mr. Pawn star. I don't want to get a face tattoo. And so the publicist thinking, I don't want to have a client with a face tattoo necessarily says, what if you guys got those inner lip tattoos? Cause that's technically on your face, but it's not as public. And so I was like, I could, I could do that. And this is one in the morning, by the way. So it's all very theoretical. Uh, and so I say, I could do that. And he says, I would get, cause he's from Henderson, which is like the suburb of, it's like their Santa Monica kind of, but nothing like Santa Monica. And it's like not, <laughs> it's Vegas, but not Vegas. And so he was that I would get H town. And I was like, Oh, I'm from Kensington, Maryland. So I could get K town. Cause we call it K town. And he was like, okay, cool. And he takes out his phone and he was like, hey, Ed, can you do a couple of lip tattoos right now? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there in a bit. And so he was like, cool. We're going to go. My friend has a shop. He's going to open it up for us and uh, we'll head over now. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize we were actually going to do this, but I've said I will. So. We're going to do it. And we went to, it was Bad Apple Tattoo. It's still there. Um, Bad Apple Ed is the proprietor of Bad Apple Tattoo. I I was worried. And so I yelped it when we were in the car over. <laughs> it's too late, man. You can't be late yelping like that. It's way too late. I shouldn't have late yelped it, but I did. And it, I was pleased to see that it had many reviews and four stars. And so I was like, okay, I will be, I'll be all right. And you'll be in good hands. So, yeah, I had to go first because he didn't trust me to get the tattoo if he had already gotten it, which was smart of him. Um, but, yeah, I have, I, as you can see, still got still rough in K-Town. I, I can get it. closer. Yeah. Does it say K-Town? Wow. Let's see it. How does it? Oh, my God. And it's so you can flip it down. So when you flip it down, it's legible to the person looking at it. That's fantastic. Oh, and it looks so good still. They went so, it I don't looks, know, because it looks so good. Yeah. Here, get back on your mic. Yeah, get back on that mic. Thank you for the so reminder. It does. Um, it has the serifs. Yeah, it's still got the little, the legs at the at the bottom and top. Um, That's some good work, Bad Apple Ed. Yeah, Bad Apple Ed said to me <laughs> when he was giving it to me, the two things he said was, you're going to need to get this touched up because these typically fade. As you can see, mm-hmm. It has not faded really at all. <laughs> I think it was, it looked a little crisper at the time, but like, I think six months after it's pretty much looks exactly like it does. And the other thing he told me was that I had to, 
So I had to Wait, hold this was my six months ago. No, no, no. I mean, like it still looks like it did six months after I got it. So that was like, oh, I yeah, see. this was like 2014 or something. Um, uh-huh. I the second thing I had to hold down my lip myself. Like they don't have a machine or something that holds it down. And he was like, don't let go, because if you let go, my pen's going to just like go down your face. <laughs> wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> like i he was like okay you hold there and then he starts doing it and he was like don't let go because it'll mess it up and i was like um okay it hurts because <laughs> w- what really hurts is at, at some point i was just hanging on to my lip by my fingernails because it was getting slippery and so yeah i got that tattoo and i went into i still remember seeing like going into the bathroom there and like my you know my mouth was all bloody but just like i was wasted i barely remember this uh, not they should not have you know they shouldn't have given me a tattoo at 1 30 in the morning but also maxim vegas pawn stars what else are you gonna do it happened right i'm i'm very pleased with it i'm glad they did um and what we did after that was go back to the double down and keep drinking which you're also definitely not supposed to do when you have <laughs> this sounds like tattoo. everything happened in the right way actually it sounds like all the perfect things happened it, you gotta go back and like cure that new lip tattoo with some whiskey exactly yeah no it was perfect yeah Fuck. It's fucking i also good do you know about the sour toe mike do you know no. do you know about the sour toe mary jane i don't know the other big thing i did for maxim was follow some gold miners actually one of the, some of the people from gold rush from the tv show but i went up to dawson city in the yukon territory which is like Whoa. cool and it's a long story but the short thing is they have this shot where they keep a toe a real human toe on salt in a box and you can spend like 50 bucks to take a shot with the toe in it and the toe has to touch your lips and then you get a certificate and a card that you can carry around that says you're a member of the sour toast society. And I, <laughs> I obviously did that even in like, Hell yes. I forget where I had to take multiple flights to get up there. And one of like, like what are the, is Edmonton, does Edmonton make yeah. sense? And like customs yes. in Edmonton, they were like, are you going to do the sour toe? And I was like, yeah, I think we're going to do the sour toe. <laughs> Holy vomitous, yeah. vomitousness. Wow. It's fucking awesome. That's fucking great. It's great. I would watch a travel show with you as the host. You should you should Mate. go around the world and do things. I so think we can so. Watch I think and then so. Make raps. I'm seeing if I can pull yeah. up the sour toe picture for you guys, so you know. Oh god. Because it's as... send us that. Send us a pic of your lip so we can post them. Yeah. All. Send us that K Town oh lip. It's actually a really well done tattoo that has stood the test. Tell me time. if you can see this. Oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> no! I wasn't expecting that. Oh no, dude! No! Wow, that is like some six thousand year old bog man fucking shit. That is not okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw up. It was <laughs> disgusting. I don't know if this. Yeah, it's. Ugh. Yeah. So that is. That's what that was. <laughs> Wow. Damn, now dude. you know. Whew. Your life is bananas. Yeah. You've had some tales. Your life is bananas. That's um, amazing. Where can everybody find your album? Where can everybody find your journal? Where can everybody find everything about you, Julian? That is a great question. You can pop over to my Instagram. I am Julian M. Stern. 
and the album Julian Stern as per usual blows you away is available on all platforms. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple music. You can buy it on iTunes if you want to, uh, pretty much anywhere you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm just Julian Stern on those platforms. So if you look up as per usual, Julian Stern, it'll pop up. Um, I'll send you links to them also. And, uh, sternaljournal.com. You can sign up for my, uh, my weekly newsletter where I, I do whatever I want to do. One of the, the, the Kevin Smith transcript from when I interviewed him for Maxim, like that was the, that was like really the beginning of the new journal journal for me. And I feel like Mike, you really championed that and I appreciated it. It was so great. I, every Sunday, right? Yeah. Every it's a Sunday, new one every Sunday. Yep. Yeah. I love it. And yeah, the Kevin Smith one in particular is quite bananas, quite, quite bananas. Nice. Sternal journal. Everyone should sign up for it. Yeah. It's just, it pops into your inbox on a Sunday night and gives you something to read over your coffee on Monday morning. Exactly. Perfect. That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for hanging with us. This is so great. Um, drive by, bake good drive by weed swap sometime soon. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much for having Sweet. me. This It was a blast to see you both. And it was, uh, it was, it was, feels, I am honored to be a part of the weed and grub community. The tiny part that I am. I would say you're a good part, dude. T- good tiny it's or a large good yes thank you <laughs> is what i'm trying you're to say you're a part what of i meant it. You're was part of it. i love being here cool it's wonderful to have you thank you if anybody wants to fuck with us you can follow us at weed and grub on instagram email us at wg at weed and leave us a five star review on itunes leave us a review on itunes leave us a five star review wait leave us a five star <laughs> Oh, brother. Mary Jane, take us home. <laughs> Send us pictures of the weirdest thing that you've ever let touch your lips while you were having a shot. I mean, there's a thing in Newfoundland where I'm from where you have to kiss a cod, which is nowhere near as weird as a like mummified toe. So I don't know. I would love to hear anyone's weird drink rituals from around the world where you did something gross in yeah. the pursuit of doing something fun. Hell yeah. Ass juice and sour toes. <laughs> 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 this has been awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us, Julian. And uh, bye, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks for hanging out with us while we hung out with our friend Julian, and now we're going to drop his track. Yeah, from Julian Stern, as per usual, blows you away. Here is Chicken of Misery. (laughs) John just got off work. He's seen his kid in months. Told him he'd call him daily. He only did it once. New client, so damn needy. Hates being on another coast. But he also kinda likes his face. And that's what he hates the most. Cause he knew what the life that he wanted was. Now he's got it, he's gotta enjoy it. If he doesn't, then why in the hell did he settle down? He oughta destroy it. Maybe he oughta just go out and find a fuck whatever clues he'll take him. Maybe he oughta just go out. Meet the creature that made him. Moment will pass, maybe this moment's the rest of his life. Maybe he ought to stop being emotional, save all that shit for the kid and the wife. Maybe he's being too hard on himself, maybe just being too hard. Maybe it's time to admit it, left it in the second he let down his guard. But he knows he can't give in. So he drives up to that green sign again. It's a whole food rotisserie chicken of misery. Fuck off my problems, I'll eat a whole bird tonight. $8.99 for a personal poultry. I know it's for families, but honestly, mostly, all these people just like me. Looking alone and cursed, we know we could do worse. 
Debbie's got a new ex-lover, but she doesn't know it yet. Right now she's trying to look pretty, trying to be his cute little pet. She's about to gonna try to surprise him. She's the one who's gonna be surprised. When she tiptoes into his bedroom, finds an extra pair of eyes. Maybe she kills them both. Maybe she keys his car. Maybe she stops with a cute motherfucker she meets at her favorite bar. Maybe daddy was right. Maybe mama fucked them both up for good. Maybe it's time to just throw in the towel and this love's up and go out and live in the woods. But no, she can't give in. So she drives up to that green sign again. It's a whole food rotisserie, chicken of misery. Fuck all my problems. I'll eat a whole bird tonight. Eight ninety nine for a personal poultry. I know it's for families, but honestly, mostly all these people just like me. Looking alone and cursed, we know we could do worse than eating a whole foods chicken toast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all are here tonight with your loved ones and your plus ones, but y'all got other guests in tow as well, and those are your demons. Now, we got good routes to deal with our demons and bad routes, and I know that sometimes we lack the strength to take the good route, but I cannot in good conscience allow y'all to take the bad route. And that's why I'm here as a representative of the Amazon Jeff Bezos Whole Foods Washington Post Corporation saying there's another route, a middle ground, if you will. Sing it with me. It's the Whole Foods Rotisserie Chicken of Misery. Fuck all my problems, I'll eat a Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>